McFarland, McFarland, uh, when you're feeling low about the trade deadline, when you're feeling low about a collapse in the last game of a West Coast trip, you yell McFarland. It makes everything okay. You're going to need as much McFarland as possible because it's still summer. And also, you have a long time before baseball comes back around again. So you're welcome, everybody. Sammy, Coop, Gordo. I see. I turn that turn those frowns upside down. Come on, fellas. I'm smiling ear to ear right now. I know you are. Why? Because I'm thinking about 2024 already. <laughs> because you know why? Because every win is a gift, is an unexpected gift. Yeah. Because you know why? Because they're underdogs. We're hey, we're celebrating the great game of baseball. Every day we go to the park now. Well, we are. It's like who the gritty gutty Red Sox. It says, how could you ever compete with like a, a behemoth like the Seattle Mariners? How could we ever? And you know, whatever they do against the big, bad Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I know that you haven't lost against them this year. And I know that you know that you own the tiebreaker. And I know that you've beaten almost every good team in every series that you've played this year. But still, let, let me tell you, every every time you win from here on in, it's a gift. It's a surprise. It's it's just a little dose of optimism as we look forward to 2024, 2025, and maybe the best year of all, the year of our Lord, 2026. Oh, yeah. I love 2026. I can't wait. 20 <laughs> I've been thinking about 2026 I, since like 2012. Like They were all singing about, like Jay Sean was singing about 2012. I was just thinking 2026. Yeah. Did, 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 you, did you guys feel like that? After when you went to bed, when you set your head on that pillow last night, did you have dreams of 2026? I actually, I had the ghost of baseball futures stop by, uh, chains rattling and all. And I was just kind of like, yeah, that's, that sounds chill. 2026 mm, sounds like yeah. a good time to have a World I Series. Can, I can wait. I can yeah. wait. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, fellas, Sammy, say hello. Hello. Coop, say hello. Ah, uh, hello. And Gordo, say hello. Hi there. It's like an acapella group when you like do the tone. We have to get each each, each tone. All right. Um, so I guess the overall the we'll start here. It's the overall how you feeling about things, fellas. Um, so Sammy, since you're you're first on my left, I'll go with you first. How you feeling about things, Sammy? So I thought about this for a while. <laughs> to me, the trade deadline. As a big Red Sox fan, all the talk we did, it reminded me of the 2014 Godzilla movie. There were all these really cool promos. Everyone's talking about how great the new Godzilla movie is going to be. It's two hours and three minutes long, and you only see 11 minutes of Godzilla in the entire movie. And everyone's kind of like, that's it? That was the Red Sox trade the nine. And the 11 minutes of Godzilla was uh, Urias. So there you go. <laughs> 2014 Godzilla movie, which got really bad reviews. That was the trade deadline for the Red Sox. If you're saying Urias is Godzilla, this is the biggest win the Red Sox have had all year. It's a five foot eight Godzilla. Yeah. Wow. I I, I mean, I almost feel like there's going to be too many podcasts comparing Urias to Godzilla. So it's, it's almost like a cliche. It's like no, plagiarism. It's the, whole, it's the whole deadline was the Godzilla movie and the lead up to it. And it's just kind of like, that's it? Like the 11 minutes were kind of cool, but 
That's it? Yeah, but you're forgetting the part where you get a sequel. I mean, like that that movie produced some sequels. It's sounding like we're going to get some sequels if that's our analogy right now. And I'm, I would hope that there would be sequels, but I don't know if you know this whole deadline situation, but that means that no one else can come in from other teams. So I, yeah, I don't know if that's, that's the best. Nice. That's the way I look at it too, Coop. The way I see it is before the deadline, you can make trades and after you cannot make trades. Yeah. So we're on the same page. Have you guys so seen Michigan? Is the sequel coming another year? Is that is that what's gonna happen? 2026. Yeah. Have you guys seen Mission <laughs> Impossible? Have you guys seen the new Mission Impossible? Oh, I, I support the, the cinema. Of course I'm gonna go. Yeah, so, so, right. So they made that. So it's like, okay, this is part one. So this is sort of like the Mission Impossible, where me Tom Cruise jumping off a cliff and parachuting into a canyon. That Wait was basically that was basically like me on Nessun yesterday. Same thing. I do Same my exact own thing. I do, do my own, own stunts. I do my own stunts. <laughs> you were just kind of off the rip. We're gonna try this one. After that. <laughs> what we're gonna do? What we're gonna do? I ha- I I might because the. We started on, I didn't realize this. So the first half hour of the trade deadline show was only on digital. So then it went on TV. So I'm like, I, I do not want to waste my my awesome. They've had two straight Augusts of going 12 and 16 stat. So I must have cited that like 15 times yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> Just, hey, run it through, run it through. I mean, Honestly, they did that. They did that the wrong way. I mean, if you listen to the premium podcast, what they do is they give you the free stuff to begin with. And then at the end, they're like, hey, go to our Patreon. That's what you should have done. You should have started your own Patreon on Nessun and just been like, hey, oh, I, I've got some more fire takes. Head I, over here. I honestly, it. what I did, because you know how how close the studios are. They're in Nessun's in Watertown and WEI is right down the road. So I went in uninvited, uninvited. To, like, I just like drove down the street, walked into the studio and said, hey, put me on the air. For Rich Keefe? Yeah, for Rich Keefe. Just went through the same exact stats again. Well, I just ranted, man. Like you can't really rant. We were first of all after Bloom, it was like you had like one segment, and it's TV, so your rants are very limited. This one was much more extended. Anyway, so So, all right, I've I've got a question because you were you in on his availability to the press? No, we were watching it. Yeah, we were watching. Okay, so you you weren't asking any questions with. Anyone? Because I believe some people had questions that were able to be thrown in there, correct? Yeah, people ask questions. Yeah. Did, I mean, it, was there anything that you would have wanted to get to if you had the opportunity to ask him in that moment? No, I mean, I think there's some of, I can't remember, somebody asked a semblance of what I was wondering, which was, do you feel like your farm system is at a point where you can make these trades? Like, because this is the thing about, when they didn't sign Mookie and they signed Devers, they said, well, our farm system is a much better place. Well, okay, is it in a place where now you can make these trades? And my obviously, he doesn't think it is. But I still have a hard time, guys. I have a really hard time when I see these guys traded from other organizations. And I'm not saying, like, the rankings are the same because they're not because all the systems are different. But come on. Like even even Urias, right? You 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 gave up like n- not the no offense to the guy they gave up, but you gave it nothing, like nothing. These guys, the, the Hemming and Hahn over some of these prospects 
It's crazy. And meanwhile, you know, you have Toronto. Oh, we have a hole. Okay, we're going to fill it with DeYoung. Oh, we have a hole. Romano, we're going to fill it with uh, Jordan Hicks. You know what? Spoiler alert. They could have used Jordan Hicks today. There you go. Middleton, your guy, Rob Middleton. He oh, went. That's what I've been thinking. I've been thinking about Middleton. Old, he went for a 21-year-old single-A pitcher. Uh, Angel Bastardo, Red Sox 40th-ranked prospect, Rule 5 eligible. You could have flipped him for Middleton in that fear. Per, and it per, add on a little. Perfect example. Perfect example. And, and, and this obsession with not wanting to give up these guys for something like that is crazy. I don't even care if it's a rental. I'll give you another one. Your guy, Lorenzen. Like, Lorenzen, like, okay, you gave up the Phillies, what, seventh-ranked prospect? Super. Fine. I don't care. Like, I literally, I don't care because I'll come back to the – and this is where the fork in the road in terms of a lot of these conversations go, which is do you actually think this team is worth investing? And I say yes. I say yes because despite what Bloom said, you are not underdogs. You are in a good position. You, you are flawed, but you are good enough. You are beating good teams, which I think is one of the most important parts of this equation. So, yes, it is worth looking at it. As I said, like, I, I don't know if this resonated when I wrote this because it was 6 o'clock in the morning. I don't know what I was saying. But he keeps citing the North Star thing. Like, we got to keep focused on the North. He keeps saying this, the North Star. It's, like, it's all right to look, to look around the rest of the universe every once in a while. And you know what? If you look around, you say, hey, this universe isn't that great. We're just as good as any planet out here. So That's why the uh, aliens are uh, coming down and we're having the congressional trials right now. I know. <laughs> you got to look around every once in a while. But um, um, my issue is like exactly what it was last year. And you have to make a clear determination of what you want. If the North Star is what you want, then start selling off some pieces. Like it, If the North Star is the North Star and you want that, Paxton is likely not a part of that whole plan. So why is he not getting moved out? Well, that and- was that was the other part of that, right? When he said the underdog line. Well, if you're the underdog, and you because once he said, then you that, actually build for it, like well, you help yeah. them out, right? Well, if and and I know I'm set, obsessing over that one line, so be it. But if you if you're saying that the, it's it's suggesting that you do not think this team is going to win a World Series, like you're the underdog, you do not think this team is going to win the World Series, and if that's the case, do what Jerry Depoto did. It's such a bad line. Yeah. I I mean, like, that's the thing is like, if you're stating you're the underdog, you have to make a clear, like, delineation of we are going to sell on this team. They're not worth investing in because even if they are underdogs and we add key pieces, they're still not going to get it done. That's clearly what he did by not adding key pieces. So that means that you should have done the other thing of start building towards next year, start building towards 2025. Heck, start building towards 2026. Like we Can I ask you guys a question? Can I ask you guys a question? You do, you think, do you guys think that there's value to guys like Casas and Duran, guys who haven't played a lot of big league games in their careers? Do you think there's value to them playing meaningful games in September, even if it doesn't necessarily result in a postseason berth? Do you think that helps them, or do you yeah. think that's overstated? Yeah, comfort. Has to. I mean, it is a different beast. Like, it's... And I can't even imagine, like, with the pitch clock now of what the tempo is for, like, postseason games. Like, that's going to be unbelievable. And I'm, I'm excited for the MLB in general to have, like, that type of excitement in the playoffs. But now you're going to have guys going into next year, potentially, hopefully, having that playoff push. 
and they're going to hit that first game. And it, I mean, it might catch them off guard. Like that is the scary part. Let's not get too doom and gloom. They're still two and a half back and they got reinforced. But that's my point. Like that's no, my no, point. I'm, I'm with you. It, I'm just saying, don't throw in the towel yet. It would have been nice to get, you know, like a Middleton or Lorenzen, my guy, the Pat Brown of pitchers, as you like to call him. But <laughs> it's just, it's just frustrating. It's, On one hand, you could think, Hey, maybe he feels really confident in these guys coming back, but there's still a gap between, and they just lost the game today. They're, they're, of, they, yeah, they're, they were already getting thin. Yeah. And they're getting, going to get thinner. A lot of these, you've been pounding these guys on the ground and it's okay to supplement. You know, I'll give you an example. 2013. It's not like Jake Peavy set the world on fire, but he was another guy. Like he was another guy. And vibes too. We talked about the vibe, the vibe of like, oh, you got reinforcements. We're going for it. That matters. We talked about that all off season about how bad the, just the feeling around the team was. And Coop and Rob, you guys could speak to like in the clubhouse. It wasn't the happiest place in the world. And like that matters. You can't just treat these guys like robots. And I appreciate the analytics and I like what Heimblum's doing, but you got to deviate a little bit from it. Like you said, Rob, look at the rest of the universe once in a while. Can I tell you this? And Gordo, you, you ask about Casas and Duran. Can I tell you this is that you aren't one thing that you are not going to get potentially next year. And certainly the year after is Justin Turner sitting there as a support system. Like I, I like he'll be there probably next year. That's my guess. But is he going to be this good? Probably not, you know, and that's, 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 that's okay. But still you, you are getting best case scenario from a lot of guys right now. And I'm sorry. Like, and I know you're not getting best case scenario for Tristan Cass playing defense. That's fine. But for a lot of guys, you're getting best case scenario. And, and you know, this, this idea that like, Oh, well, you know, whatever we get this year, it'll be great. I'll say it again. The American League isn't that good. Yeah, maybe Houston's going to start separating itself. I don't know. But it, it, it comes back to that same underdog thing. And and the reason I keep coming back is because for a smart guy, for a guy I like like a lot of things that Heim Bloom does, it just flat out wasn't true. And, Coop, I'll ask you this, because you were on the show with Cora when Cora was interviewed on Gretchen Keefe, right? When I Correct. heard that, I heard I heard trying to read between the lines, much like you know Ken Lee Jansen had the I like you know I like like it when people call me an underdog. I heard Cora basically, and I'm paraphrasing, saying, "Yeah, we're not underdogs." Yeah, no, I mean, like it it felt like a slap in the face to him. But, the way but that I, think he he, said I think he took it that way, right? I yeah, mean, the way that he was responding today. And there might have been, you know, these hosts, they text back and forth with their guests to make sure when they're coming on. And there might have been an emoji tossed up to one of our hosts after the the interview, uh, the shape of a U. I don't know if you're familiar with the University of Miami. Might be something familiar to that, that you might be seeing on the base paths as far as a celebration to the way that you kind of take the name that you were given and you wear it as an insult, much like the Democrats using the donkey as an insult because that's what they used to be called asses and that's now they're oh, like, that that's Ooh, what they're that, doing oh they're they're taking the underdog and they're like this is a this is an effing insult to us but we, we're going to be the dogs of this group now i know that high bloom flew to seattle last night do you think is there a chance that he kind of explained himself and was like yo guys yeah, I, no i'll tell understand. you exactly what he said he said you know what guys i believe in you there was no mention of underdog like 
I, I would imagine, say, I be- we believe in you. We believe this group can win. This is why we didn't do anything. It's an easy, it's an easy message to give, right? Do you not so think it's true. Do you, wait, hold on, Rob. Do you not? I see. I think there's some value in no, them. No, I, I, I'll come back. I think. I think that says that they do Gordo. believe in them. Like, I'll come back to this, Gordo. I do think it's true. Like this is like where I don't want to get get twisted. Which is when I go on this rant, it's literally because I think that they it, they, they can do it. Like everything that he should have just gotten out there. And just said, we believe in this group. We believe this group can win, you know, and mention the future, maybe a, a smidgen, just a little bit. But instead, it was 80% about 2026. I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, but it, of course, I mean, this is this. That's why that comment, I think, drove me nuts, because this there is an opportunity here sitting right in front of you, as flawed as you are. And congratulations, Haim. Like, you built the roster. You built this team. Like, a lot of this stuff that's happening was because you said this is going to happen, and it did. That's great. But, you know, I and I don't know how this manifests itself, like, in terms of wins and losses. And, and Coop, I like, I like that. You know, we all like that, like, spiciness, right, of, hey, I'll show you. We're the underdogs. But – it, but you know, still, you also have to put like a product on the field where you're able to say we are the underdogs, right? And and I think that I think another reason why it bothered me was because it was another reason. Like this wasn't like the market was such where nobody was doing anything, and everybody was doing something, and so you could have done something, but you set your price, and when you say the underdog thing. It's you're setting the price because at, at a level because you don't believe as much as the Blue Jays believe, as much as the Orioles believe, as much as the Angels believe, as much as the Rangers and Houston and and go down a list. But you don't believe as much as they do. So here's but a you, question. But you but but if nothing else, one second. If nothing yeah. else, if nothing else, you should have believed as much as the Blue Jays. You should have because a you've beaten them. B, as Cora points out, and what this was another subtle thing he said today, the tiebreaker, yep. right? I mean, that was that was absolutely like, hey, you know what? All these things that are being listed uh, by Rob Bradford on Nesson, he didn't say that, but I'm just saying it. All these things that are being listed, you know, you beat the Blue Jays, good against good teams, you know, run differential, all this. Oh, by the way, I got one more. We own the tiebreaker against the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Like, he brought that up out of nowhere. So, yeah. yeah. Seems a little miffed. And here's a question as far as the use of the word underdog. And this kind of goes back to, and this is just like, this is pure like hypothetical conjecture. Him getting hung up on the word bets at the winter uh, (laughs) classic (laughs) meeting, whatever it actually is. Do you think that he gets told like. I think he he lost a bet. Yeah. Uh, Do you (laughs) think he gets kind of told like, hey, for PR reasons, this is the new directive that we want to start using. This is the mentality that we're well, going to use for Sammy, the team and directives. P- Sammy, you're a PR guy. Like, so some, like, I don't so that's my question. It's like, do you think he was told, hey, we're going to develop the identity of the underdog just to help, you know, keep fans interested. So go with this as like the mantra. And he okay. just hears underdog and like, this is the word I'm going to use for now on. Like, I don't understand like that. It has like negative connotation to it. But this is just something that I see as a positive, so I'm going to run with it, even though it's completely going back on his well, whole, I, I, like, I, I, I believe in were, these guys, I but we're not going to spend I thought you were going to mention, say, like, somebody told him to use the word bets a lot. 
No, 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 no. Just more of like he gets told like this is going to be the narrative for this team going forward to help us sell tickets. Before you guys need to stick with like this company line. Before Sammy and Gordaway and like I would just say this. It's fine saying it then. It's fine. You know why? Because the over under on win totals is 74. But and and we knew that this team, in order to get where they are right now in this position, a lot of things had to go right. And you know what? A lot of things have gone right. So it's not the same situation as when you were sitting at MGM in in Springfield. It's not. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying it's the same situation. I'm more so saying like his ability to communicate to the press. Well, if you can't isn't adjust, as if great you can't, as like what the Red Sox would prefer as a company that likes to keep things up tight and don't, steer well, the directive. You guys, let me ask you. Don't you feel? Didn't you want him to say? Wouldn't it have been in hindsight? Again, these are words. Who cares, right? I mean, it's like just you either win or you lose, but. Wouldn't you like him to say, hey, like, we're, hey, we, we believe we are, we are all in. Like, we, I know that we didn't make any moves, but we believe in this team. These guys have proven themselves and, and we are making a run. We've handled the Blue Jays. We are in a good spot. We've beaten good teams. Let's go. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't that be a whole lot better? You know what I wanted, what I would have loved to hear is if he said, like, yeah, we looked at trades, we looked at trades for pitchers. But none of the guys that made sense were as good as the guys we have coming back. Like something like that. Like hype them up. That's yes, Sammy, you're, like you're, a, you're dead on. You're dead on because, and he actually made a point at some point during that presser to say that they didn't think about the guys that are coming back when considering the moves. And I feel like that's such a that's such a thing that fans expect executives to say that we sort of prepare them to not say it. And so he kind of was prepared to not say it, but actually. That's the justification for any inactivity he made or that he that he did, because you've got three, star, four, basically four starting pitchers. You've got one coming back in a week and a half that if, if you want to talk about inactivity on deadline day for at least in terms of starting pitching, that's your answer. We I think I think the the true atrocity here is going back to when we talked on this podcast three, four weeks ago and we called for help. That was when they needed it. I don't pay an extra price, but pay the higher price for three more weeks of a good right. player. I would have done that. Because think about it. If they traded for, let's say, Lorenzen, he has value to this team if they stay healthy for about a week and a half. So at deadline time, I understand why they didn't do that. Yeah. But could they have used a guy like that at the beginning of July? Yes. And, okay. and granted, it worked out. It worked saying. out. That's why and we're saying Rich Hill. Rich Hill's the cheapest option right. on the market. He's not going to put you over the top. And I'm not, I'm, and I saw what's uh, McCarthy was talking about get Rich Hill and everyone ripped him. And I'm like, I kind of agree with him just to fill the slot. He's going to help your bullpen. It's like, again, go back to today. Look how many guys were unavailable. We find out after the game, we're like, what is Cora doing? Find out after guys are down. You just need an arm to stabilize stuff. It would have helped today. Probably there's probably going to be situations in the coming weeks where we're going to be like, oh, I wish we had one extra arm. It's just frustrating. I want to go back like, a little bit of a miss. Go, ba- go back to your guy that you brought up before, Middleton. I mean, yeah. that's a so last I second to ask move. You guys, here's oh, here's that was the move. Here's a Middleton thing. What I would do, just off the top of my head, would you guys have been okay trading? This is a 21 year old shortstop, Edinson Polino. He's Rule Five eligible, so you might lose him anyway. 17th ranked prospect, looks good. But he might never play in the majors. Would you have done that for two months of Middleton? I would have thought about it. Yes, but they wouldn't. I would have considered that. Because they're obsessed over 
the guy becoming Santiago Espinal, you yeah. know, and being in the major leagues. And, oh, what did you do? Well, you know, it's the same thing. You go back to when 2018, obviously uh, the Dombrowski era, completely different. But you traded for Ian Kinsler, right? You traded for Ian Kinsler. How important was that? It was important. Or, yeah. or well, he, he did oh. he did throw away the ball in game three. I know. I know. That yeah. up, so. I know. It's oh, a big I hated that. Anyone who, <laughs> anyone who can start the day after someone hits uh, the first ever postseason cycle, you know, must be pretty good. But it's um, and, and even before that, I'll give you a couple of other examples of Brad Ziegler, Addison Reed. These guys that Dombrowski got, and you know what? They got him for guys who never played in the majors, who did nothing. He yeah. and, and 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 the Edison Polinos of the world. I'm not saying that Polino won't play in the majors, but there's this 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 fear of these guys ending up. And instead of just saying, "Hey, you know what? This we have a chance here. It is not. It is worth Edison Polino. It is." And Gordo, right. I'll go back to your original your your thought about doing a move early. Oh, let's look at another guy. And we focus so much on starters, and rightfully so. But Aroldis Chapman was traded at the end of June, okay? And he was traded for a guy, all right, you know, some people think that the guy that they, they, they got was a first-round pick, and he was in 2016, hasn't worked out. He's going to find his way into Kansas City's rotation. But whatever, like, okay. I don't know, like, what the comp is. But it, it, he's not going to be a, a guy who's ever going to make an all-star team. Let's put it that way. And so they jump the market. They get Araldus Chapman. And I can tell you, I can tell you, I don't think I'm telling tales out of school here. Kenley Jansen wanted Araldus Chapman. Like, he was like, he was like all about Araldus Chapman. And it was, and I mean, so think about how that would have pushed everybody a little bit and saved everybody. I would everybody have felt so weird about that. Me yeah, too. well, of course. I mean, everybody like feels weird about it, but you know what? It is what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's um, he. You got to give the Rangers credit because he's been good. He's been perfect for them, and and they won after they got him. But you know, okay, if it's not Chapman, then who, another person. It's it. Well, what, what about like what about a second baseman too? We we yeah. they've gotten no production from second base. You oh, don't think Paul God. DeYoung could have gone like a a couple of weeks early? Like that, I, I, I will a- say I think second base was a bigger need than pitching because, like I said earlier, there's no help coming for second. Now there is, but there wasn't any help coming for second base. Like at least with a pitching, we can justify it a little bit and say help is coming. We just got to get over this bridge. But second base, I really like Arroyo, but holy shit, he's been bad this year. But tough to know, watch. You, you kind of feel bad watching. And the, and the thing is, is that. We'll look at July, the July numbers, the July win streaks, and the July record. But I think that one thing that we we don't know is going to happen, and we're starting to see a trickle of it now, is that you're riding the, with your guys. And he said that in the in his press conference. Wants to ride with his guys, but the problem is, is that those guys we don't know if those guys are going to wear down. We don't know what, and you know, I know that they have a better chance of not wearing down if you do supplement it somehow. Um, so yeah, well, it's an interesting, Sam, you brought up the bridge because Cora basically said today that all three of those starters are going to be back by August 15th. So that's basically you have to but get only through. two of them are going to be starters. Right. But think of, think three. about it. Think three about of them. No, he's, he, Whitlock. He, yeah. He said he's basically, but we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Well, he's like going to he, do, he he's going to commit. He, 
Yeah. Regardless, I mean, I you're getting three arms that can go three. Right. No, I mean, the, listen, they yeah. need both. Think so about a game like today. Right. Think about a game like today if you've got those guys in there. It's it's a completely different story. Talked about it on the radio. Will Fleming and Lou Merloni were saying, "How great would it be if you had Hauk right now to go three innings?" Because Cutter Cutter looked a little gassed. His velocity was down to like 90, 91, and they were like, "Okay, probably got to get him out of there." You're playing with fire, and then you go to Schreiber. Okay, that makes sense. Didn't have his best game. Got hit around a little bit. Frick! Can you imagine if you had a three inning reliever right there? Like, if it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Injuries are the worst, but but Sammy, that's if you want the counterpoint and the and the point, I guess, in favor of management's inactivity there. Think about the guys that are gonna have to come off the roster, assuming health, in f- in 15 days once these guys come back. And and in between that, you've got three with the Blue Jays, you've got four with the Royals, and you've got three with the Tigers. Yes. You you pretty much have to tread water in the standings until that point. And at that point, there there really there should not be a time if everyone is healthy from August 15th on where the pen is gassed. If the yeah, pen is no, gassed, no. you've got long well, they, guys to get multiple days. days off. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. we're, we're, we're on the same page. I, I'm I'm agreeing with what you're saying. I'm saying that's that's why you can justify a little bit them not getting a reliever. It's the second base part where I was like, that's why I was so angry. When I agree we with you there. Thing, I was like, are you kidding me? How do you not address second base? You got nobody. But, you know, we can talk about, uh, I'm sure we'll mention Urias, very underrated player. At some point. My, my biggest fear in like, in all of this is that you're relying on guys to come back from injuries, but you're not accounting for guys that have been playing all year long, especially guys like Justin Turner, who let's face it a little bit more injury prone. Like he goes down. You're now down even no, more. Yeah, I've, thought, I've thought about that too. I thought yeah. about this great story of Justin Turner has been like, this has been, we talk about best case scenarios, but they've been running him out there a lot. Meanwhile, they're resting, resting Yoshida left and right, but they're happy. Run- See uh, Turner not in the lineup today. I just give yeah. him the extra day off. Give him a three day break. Was it a heel injury? It's nothing serious. I would just even g- give him Friday off if you have to. It just you need that guy. I just feel like this is the time. Now we're heading to the Blue Jays series. You know, with all the stuff that we're talking about, guys coming back and everything else. It's 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 almost like if for no other reason, and this happened a couple of years ago where they slow played it. In terms of getting guys back, remember they went like six and fourteen after the Schwarber trade, I think it was, because you know it was like you were running on fumes, and then you get Schwarber back. Finally, Austin Davis to Hansel Robles pick it up, but you went six and fourteen, and you could go six and fourteen because you were nineteen games over five hundred when you made the trade. Mm -hmm. This time, though, it's like you needed immediate results. Out of August, and not only in August, but in the Toronto series, it is what it is, man. Like that, you need to beat that team. You need to, you need to keep beating that team. You and certainly can't get swept. If you, if you get swept, that's when things go to shit. Like yeah, that, well, that's, that's, what, that's when you can't I mean. wait till the fifteenth. You got you, but they should like they've handled them. Like they should be able to. I don't want to say they should be able to like sweep them or anything, but you would but think at least a game. Win this At series. least a game they they should take. But this is that's, what like, that's an this, expectation. But this guys, this is what I was saying like yesterday is that is that you you cannot afford to do what you have done the last two years in August twelve and no, sixteen. You can't. Can. I mean, this isn't. It's a different landscape. It's a different situation. And to your point, you do that against this Toronto team. 
Like you're you're digging yourself a hole not only against them, but then you're letting Seattle or the Angels someone leapfrog you, and then you know then you have the uncomfortable thing of someone being between you and that last spot. So yeah. it's yeah, it's this is a this is a big series, a big series which would have been made a whole lot more palatable if you if you had that one more arm. That's just I'll be honest. Two days two days ago, I didn't really think much of the, like the Toronto series coming up. I was kind of like, oh, seven and zero against them so far this year, easy series win that probably won't mean much, but will help you climb in the standings, especially above them. Now it's it's good news about Toronto. It's, the tur- it's now again the turning point. We've had so many turning points in this season. I thought the Braves were the it's, turning it's point. Fork, and, it's fork in the road Friday, Coop. It's yeah. a lot of forks back and forth, Coop. The, the entire season, it's like a racetrack. The entire season's a turning point. Red Sox. I think it's just yeah, more anytime of a switch. you think you've turned a corner, you turn another one in a bad way, and then you turn another one in a good way. So more we'll of a switchback. It's either you're going straight down the mountain, or you're making the correct turn to keep continuing <laughs> up the mountain. Yeah, if things continue the way that the season's gone, so Red Sox just had a bad road trip, that means they're going to go like eight and two on this homestand. Something no, crazy. No, 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 Sammy. That's where you're wrong. That's where you're wrong. They're going to the sweep Nats. the. They're, no, they're going to sweep the Jays, and then they're going to get beat three <laughs> out of four by Kansas City. And then, and then maybe drop two out of three from Detroit. And it's like, we'll feel great about being the Blue Jays. And maybe you're like within a game after that series. Or, or if I don't know, I don't know how the math works, but maybe you could be tied with them. And, and then, then you lose it all against the easy teams like they've done all season. Then they lose two out of three to Detroit. And then they sweep Texas, sweep Houston, and sweep the Yankees. And we're like, well, so that what they have. So they have, they have, they got the easiest. This is the, no, I know. They're already, they have. They have the the roy uh the Royals, the Tigers, and then the Nationals. Four right. with the Royals too. At right. home. The Royals, Tigers, and Nationals. And then you get into the the meat and potatoes. You get that's where the seasons won or lost. You can't right. if no. you if you drop all if you drop more than half of those games, like you're no. cooked. You're done. But but you know, I love the word springboard. I love a good springboard. I love a good trampoline. Hey gym class, everybody around the trampoline and spot for the 2023 Red Sox. <laughs> Are you heading to Sky Zone? You going go go to the Sky Zone. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's drop, let's drop the big kid in. See how far he can fly in the air. The big kid in this case, you need to you need to drop the 2023 Red Sox on the trampoline on Friday. We're double and, bouncing him. And, and hope he like lands in Monday with three wins. Do like you what's- think? What's going to happen is uh, it's going to be that whole springing someone up. And if you've ever been double bouncing, your knees just give out. I feel like that's what's going to end up happening. <laughs> if you hit it wrong. Yeah. If you, yeah. It, you, you it feel wrong. like you tear an ACL. <laughs> you ever watch, like, is, is there still that league, the, like the slam ball league? Slam ball? Oh, it it's back. Try and revive it, came it back. once in a while. It's uh, back gone again. It's So, it's so there was the, the Herald. It was one of the all-time best. Bo- back when the Boston Herald was fun. And had like great headlines at the on the front, so there was a big scandal. Um, a local reporter, a local TV reporter, had a relationship with a, a professional slam ball player, hmm. and uh, he like filmed them doing whatever. Oh. And, and, and and so she took him to court, and um, and the <laughs> the Harold was slam ball slime ball. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's, that's what journalism like York Post like oh, that's, to be that, useful. That's that's how the Herald used to be. Like when when I was working for the Herald for a year and a half, when you write a story, you're holding your breath. It can be so. We remember Craig Hansen, the pitcher. Yes. Yeah, the the former first round pitcher, which they rushed to the majors. So once <laughs> once spring training, um, 
he had sleep apnea. So I did this generic interview with him about how he cured his sleep apnea. Boston Herald front page, miracle cure. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. He's got the antibodies. We need them for science. Yeah. yeah. Does Coop sound like, does it, to you guys, does yeah. he sound like he's talking out of like one of those smoker yeah. holes in your throat? You sound like a robot. I do right now. Yeah, <laughs> plug in, plug back in. Something's up. It's, like, it's almost you like you're doing like it on purpose now. You sound oh, like this. Oh, it's getting yeah. worse. Yeah, oh. it's, it's getting really bad. Coop's possessed. Look what the Red Sox have done to Coop. He's yeah. possessed by a robot ghost. Because <laughs> I've actually, I've been reanimated by the Red Sox to be completely supportive of them now. It's Absolutely like, no like bad takes or anything. I'm. Hi, Bloom's doing a fantastic job. I just never say that. anything negative. Can, can, can you hear what you sound like? Because no, I actually, I and I actually, you're you're, you're 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 playing the role pretty well. This is perfect. <laughs> this is awesome. You got to listen to this back. Robocoop yeah. is here to stay. <laughs> yeah. So can we uh, can we discuss the one guy that they did add? The one like do we have to player? Oh, like, you mean he, the, the Godzilla of second base? Is basement? he going to play? Is he going to be in the bigs like soon, or are we just is he just going to ride it out in AAA until well, first like, of all, maybe like he figures it out? all this handwring about Pablo Reyes has he even played? No, he like never plays. Game. He's been so he's been so consistent, and they don't play him. My sweet boy Pablo, give him some love. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet Pablo. Sweet, sweet boy Pablo. I love that. For some reason, like you know, sometimes you see a player and you're like, I like this guy. Second, the second I saw him, I was like. I like Pablo Reyes. He can suck, but I'm a fan. So you like him better than Christian Arroyo? Oh, I, I I don't want to talk bad about Arroyo. I've liked him. I really like him, I, and I would still like him in like a bench role. I just can't have him starting. Like Jerry Remy's favorite second baseman. Don't you don't you speak ill of him? Can you're I back. tell you this? Can hey, I? You're back, Coop. Good work. I'm back. Yeah, you're back. Oh, perfect, beautiful. Can I tell you this? You can drop the that- stick now. Oh yeah, I, Heim Bloom really butchered the the deadline. I gotta be honest. <laughs> I don't know what Robo Coop is talking about. Fine with it. I'm fine with it. It's it. We're eh, eh. I, I, I I I'm I'm kind of fine with it too. I just like I'm bizarrely obsessed with that one. That got to you, underdog. Oh, that got to you. Don't use the U word. I'm the John. So did they do the U thing the today? Did they do the U thing today, Coop? The I didn't see I wasn't watching the game at all. Oh. I was listening on the radio, so I did not hear anything from Lou and Will about Ooh, it. I, I can't Is that, so you're saying they're gonna do like an underdog celebration now? It's conjecture, but I that's what, what it seems like. That's oh, what he was and, what have and they done? That or like he just thinks Frank or no, uh, Fourier no, was at the and, U and he's and just Cora, appreciating him. Cora can spin it as no, we're they're doing it as a celebration for the U, which is my yeah. team. Exactly. Right? We're go. all big Miami guys now. We're all big Miami. Yeah. We're rooting for the Hurricanes. They're back. And it's like also kind of an ode to Boston because the U has the same colors as the green line to the orange line tunnel at mm. Park Street. So there I, you go. I, I was thinking That's about that exact reason. I, I am going to go ask Pablo Reyes that on Friday. If that Pablo, or all the 7-Elevens that are still around. Yeah. Hey, Pablo Reyes loves the green line. The tunnel from the green line to the orange line. And if so, is that what inspired... Mm. We're going down this path. But hey, can, can I say some Luis yeah. yes words? Yeah. Okay. I know people think he stinks. He's been playing through a hamstring injury. Gordo had a great thread on how um, 
talented he is and how like underrated and how we could, you know, how he could impact the team. But this is a guy who's had between 2021 and 2022, 40 home runs. So if you do the math, 40 divided by two is 20. That's pretty good. Um, 111 OPS plus between those two years. That's 11% above major league average. And he's overall not a good defender, but you're going to be playing him at second base where he is a good defender plus four outs above average, I believe. So, you know, he's not going to be a game changer, but he's a surefire improvement, assuming he's healthy, which is a big assumption. If this guy's healthy, that's a big improvement. Plus, he was awesome in the uh, World Baseball Classic. He had a home run off of uh, Sasaki, who's like the DeGrom of Japan. So, you know, this isn't like a this isn't like a Trevor Story edition, but this is a solid, like if this guy bats eighth for you and plays good defense, fine with me. So hopefully that's your starting second baseman in 2024. I, I feel and, like I feel like there's a tape of you from 2021 uttering these same words about Danny Santana. Oh God! When they got Danny Santana, I was—he's was, he's got a lot of pop. He had two injured That's Mr. Slam Tana to you. Two injured feet. I, I had a video from him in spring training that he was in BP, and he swung and missed more than any human being I have ever seen in BP. And I did not. Coop, I know you got to go. So anyway, you got to give us your last rant. Uh, last rant. I'm just upset that things have gone the same way back to back years. Not so much of the whole. We're not competitive because they are a competitive team. Like we keep saying the underdog thing and because they are, it's just, you wish it wasn't uttered. And it's more of a fact of a realization that Heim might not be the best deadline dealer. I know that there isn't too much track record to prove from, but 2021 is now starting to look like an admiration. Like there, it doesn't seem like that's something that he can continually do where he's able to deal. And that makes me somewhat nervous moving forward with him. I, I'm not calling for a firing like they did after Xander, but it, at the end of this year, I think there does need to be a solid re- like reevaluate what's going on. Because if anything, I'm more nervous that Core is the guy that we're going to end up losing if he continually does not get help as manager. Please no. Do you think they're going to make the playoffs this year, Coop? Yes or no? If you had to, choose. I'm hopeful. I, I, the way that they're able to play the AL East teams is really uplifting. It's just you have to figure out what's going on with all those other games where we say these are series that they should win. But as we were saying, the Royals, is it's looking like a trap series I'm where dreading, they fall into I'm it. I'm dreading that. I'm Do dreading I, four games against the last place, fighting for the worst record of all time, Royals. I'm li- I'm not even joking. I'm actually dreading that series. But that's the thing. is like That now becomes a series where if we look back October 1st and we now say had they just taken two of if they had just split that series Jordan it would have been different Jordan Lyles is going to walk out on the mound and we're going to be like oh my god that's prime if only they traded for Jordan Lyles he wouldn't have shut them out for eight innings (laughs) the Chad innings eater Coop are you going to be there Friday oh I should be I I love being at the old ball yard you ready to see this mic flag? I can't wait to see that. In oh, I, players uh, are going to flock. It's not going to be you going at the players. It's players coming to you. It's it's you know what I'm waiting. So you have all the like the channel seven, channel four, channel five mic flags. <laughs> the baseballs and board mic flags. Be, people are going to be like, oh, what channel is that on? <laughs> what is that? Is that MLB Network? Is that come on at like twelve o'clock at night? Are you the are you the Mario Lopez or not the Mario uh, yeah. Lopez, the George Lopez of MLB? No, Network? I'm more the Mario Lopez. Same as. Oh, I. Hey, yeah, so there we go. All right. I'll catch you. Go, enjoy, go enjoy your dinner. All right. Bye, Coop. Later, Coop. All right. So there you go. He has a dinner reservation. So oh. None of us do. Do we all like 
Urias, at least. I mean, that that really you're like, really pushing your Urias. On Sammy, I, I I'll like give him. you my thoughts I, I on Urias for the trade. I, I remember when uh, watching him the World Baseball Classic. I was like, this guy's nasty, and I I love his batting stance too. I don't know if you see it. He like leans back. It's and, a weird stance. It's a weird stance. Kind of little Verdugo ish, right handed with the lean back. Kind of not really. No, I take that back. Sammy, Mike, more Mike Avilas without the like the uh, the ceiling fan. Love Mike Avilas. That was he was the best. Good batting uh, stance, gross good. swing. How about his ca- how about his calves? Have you ever seen his calves? No. Oh, dude, big calves. Google, go, right now, Google Mike Avila's calves. Mike, and you'll find a photo that I took. <laughs> Your photo of Mike Avila's calves is just lingering online. Holy my, shit! Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, those are behemoth. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, that looks like a bicep. Whoa! I don't know if there's still a Twitter account. There's Mike Avila's calves. Hydra. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, right. My God, that's, that's when we could take pictures it's in the its clubhouse. Own, it's its own being, like yeah. within his leg. He wants to just uh, dying to pop out. My my two most repurposed photos are Mike Avila's calves and the Wade Miley uh, Heezy Ace shirt that I took outside. I used that today. <laughs> I, I know the yes, the, uh, oh, the Patriots receivers. See, Rob, if you wanted to hear, you, you know, I'm I'm pretty positive about the Red Sox. If you wanted to hear me flip out about the Red Sox when I saw the he's the ace T-shirts, that I, that that's like the underdog comment for you. That flipped a switch in my head, and I was I remember that. I remember being in college, seeing that, and being like, I hate this team. Again, can you I, name? Can you name the the big five? Justin Masterson, Clay Buck, my first two. Wade Miley, uh, Rick Porcello. Porcello. Can you get the last one? Hold on. Don't... <laughs> you give me a hint. Give me a hint. Yeah, I had him on the podcast today for tomorrow. Rich Hill? Joe Kelly. Oh, that's he was right. A starter back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that was. Yeah, that, you don't remember? Do, do you guys See, like, remember? Like, do, do you guys remember? You probably don't. So we were doing. It was the winter weekend. Uh, to we go to the 2015 season, and we were doing it from Foxwoods then, and we we're doing a show. Mike Mananski and myself, and you know, you have the guests lined up. You saw like how it works, and we had the guests lined up. Not on the guest list was Joe Kelly. And like I we didn't even like know Joe Kelly. He was there for a couple months after the deadline. He comes up, just grabs a mic and says, I'm gonna win the American League Cy Young this year. And so and so he's like, I'm gonna win the American League Cy Young. And I remember John Farrell calling me on the way back home from from Foxwoods, like, did Joe Kelly predict that he's gonna win the Cy Young this year? <laughs> yeah. when they I, I, when they traded for joe kelly and and alan craig for that matter i i thought that was the greatest trade ever when it happened i was like joe kelly is gonna be like the number two on this team and alan craig is he's just one down here he's gonna hit 30 bombs come right back strongly he's gonna be great well i think oh, if you craig. remember right so joe was supposed to in the 2013 world series was supposed to i think start the game seven if there was a game he seven, started one of those games. That's, he did. Yeah. He did. I think he did okay. Like, yeah. So I think he was supposed to start game seven, but yeah, it's uh, he um, yeah. How about by the way, 
How about speaking of, uh, I don't know why I thought, well, because we were talking about this today with him about you know, when he went to the Dodgers and what the Dodgers are changing with him, how the Dodgers change everybody. Isn't that crazy about Brazier? It's crazy. No, it's but not. It's so expected. Like, <laughs> it's expected. Well, we all knew this was happening before that, he even got but, released. But, but to that extreme, to that extreme where you literally say, I know that you have never thrown this pitch, but go to Arizona for 10 days, learn this pitch. And when you come back, no one will be able to hit, hit you. Did you? Uh, hey, actually, did you hear the the Schreiber thing they were talking about? Yes. Today? Same sort of. I mean, that's not extreme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the switching the grip. Gordo, if you missed it on the radio when they were talking about Schreiber, the Red Sox. So he's got a new pitch. It's like a new changeup that he has. Yeah. And it, it was good today. That's not the pitch that he got beat up on, but um, they told him to stop turning his wrist and just throw it straight. And it's been like nasty. And Schreiber's like, oh my God, the pitching coaches showed me this new pitch. So but so so, but this is the this is the blessing and the curse because you have so many guys getting picked up, say we can do this and we can do that. Look at that, look at this example, that example. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. It, it, but you know, but some teams just have a better track record. The the Rays, obviously, the Dodgers. Yeah. So Cleveland, yeah, Miami those pitching factories, but I think uh, I'm not putting the Red Sox anywhere close to that, but I feel like they're trending up in that regard. More, more good finds lately than uh, in recent years, like our boy Bernardino. So yeah, maybe it'll just keep going. There's towards always the star. one per season. Yeah. One per season. Schreiber, Schreiber last year, Bernardino this year, next year is uh, Leolis Teixeira, you know, Leolis Teixeira. Hmm. I no. just made him up. He doesn't. No, yeah. Are you as high as I was going to use the highest him as you are? Urias created it. Created did he, it. Did he also pitch in the WBC. I made this guy. No, exist. Next yeah, year, no, next I, year, we'll we'll put it into existence. Next year, it'll be Denelson Lamet. There oh, you go, Kyle Barrow. There you go. Ah, ah. All right. Well, the claw. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, so Will Fleming's distracting me with text. I'm much more high on this Red Sox team. Than most of us, I, I still. Do you I, think I, they're I, making the playoffs? Yeah, I do. I think their schedule is not that bad. Um, they got more reinforcements than anyone's going to add at the deadline. Um, they're still hot, not as hot as they were, but I don't know. They, they're they're so streaky. If I if you know if I had to bet, mm, yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I say they sneak in. I think they pass Toronto. Toronto is ice cold, by the way. That's I, the one thing we haven't mentioned. Like for as bad as the Red Sox have been, Toronto has been so bad. They just blew the lead just now. I was just about to check. I was <laughs> as you Baltimore. said it. Yeah, Baltimore tied it. What do you think, Rob? What, what, do you think they're making it? Yeah, Rob? yes, because I'm like that's what I'm like. That's why I get so riled up. So I'm that's like, the, that's the thing that people need to understand. You're not getting riled up because you think they suck. It's because you think they're legitimately good and worth investing in, and that's like the the disconnect that I feel like people have is they're like, oh, you're upset, you think they suck, but yeah, I don't awesome. know. Well, anyway, Will Fleming's distracting me with text. All right, I don't want to be distracted, guys. All right, we've solved a lot of the world's problems as always today, so uh, we'll reconvene. Anybody going to Fenway this weekend? I am not going this weekend, but the I'll be there a bunch next week, but I don't think I'll make it this weekend. All right. But I'll be there at least at least two games next week, maybe three. But they're if, all they're, they're all counting on you guys. So. They call up uh Urias 
and he's making his debut. I'll call out of work, cancel all my meetings, and I'll be there. By the way, I, I, it's something to keep your eye on, and I this because you reminded me of having players give messages to you guys, like I did with Duran uh, to Gordo. Um, that was great. <laughs> maybe I'll do the same for Urias. Uh, okay. Um, so, Jaron Duran getting very, very close. I know that everyone's talking about this. Getting very, very close to qualifying his st- stats. Very close. Like, his stats actually mattering. Qualifying. You know what I'm talking Wait, about? Wait, so you're, you're telling me he, he could win the batting title? Yes. Yeah, like he has to have a certain amount of at-bats. I haven't, yeah, even, so, uh, I haven't even have thought to. about that. Yeah, because I'm next level. Uh, I'll tell you. So the the formula is because I, I asked about it. It's three point one plate appearances per per games the team plays. He's not that far off. Of course, that's the logical uh, formula. Three point one. <laughs> yeah, helps to lead off. Helps to lead off. Let's get. Why don't okay. they have like an at bat total? No, who it's needs, plate, plate who appearance. Needs, Plate appearances, excuse me. Why don't they just have that? That's so that's so baseball. That's such a baseball thing. Like it's not a uh, plate appearances, it's the 3.1 per game. Yeah. Oi. Uh, Who well, needs an all-star appearance when you can win a batting title? Can you imagine? Boom. Can you imagine if Urias comes back and wins the batting title? I know he's hitting 145. Right so now. close. I mean, I've dared a dream. If he doubles his batting average, he'll be at 290. (laughs) Don't make fun of my guy. That's this is my new guy, Urias and Connor Wong. Those are my two guys. Urias and Connor Wong. Those are my two guys. Earlier in the year, sticking with that. Urias. Which one do you want a message from? Oh, Connor Wong. He's been there all all year, and I almost did. I tell you the story when I was walking home when I lived in Fenway when he got sent down last year. And I saw him at the corner of the street with his bags, like waiting for an Uber or something. And he looked so depressed. Ever since then, I've been like, I hope that guy makes it. That was heartbreaking. Just walked by him and he was like on the side. So I'm a big Connor Wong fan. There Very serious guy. What 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 is this message gonna entail? <laughs> What's he gonna say? Uh, this is Connor Wong. I have led the I previously led the major leagues in defensive war. And I want to thank you for all your support, Sammy. There you I'm go. Not sad anymore. <laughs> all right, I gotta go. I, I gotta go. Get that out of him. <laughs> I gotta go. All right, guys.